0: Hey, what's going on Humble Adventures family? This is your host Ethan Essig, and today I am sharing with you a very special podcast. It is with my best friend Connor Parrish. Uh Connor and I have been best friends for uh 21 years now, going on 21 years. So, um yeah, it's so it was fun to do a podcast with him and I'm sure we're going to do more. So we do a nice uh talk about our childhood and some funny stories of our initial travels but um, we both love the outdoors we both love the mountains we both appreciate um, really everything that this uh, earth has given us so not to be too weird about it but yeah so we we all of our first minus some first came together like our first trip to Yellowstone first time seeing the mountains um, hanging out in the creek when we we're kids. So on and so on, but um you know it was a great time. we uh, may have had a little too much to drink during this episode, so I cut off the end of it so and you will thank me for that but um, it was a great time and I am thankful that we got the chance to record and I'm actually getting married this weekend so I'm gonna go ahead and launch this episode uh, at a different time than I normally do. And Connor just got married uh, last month to Alyssa and I am getting married to an Alyssa. So that's just weird. And that's going to give you a different context for this episode. You're going to probably judge us a little bit more. Yeah, as you listen. So but that's fine. Um, I think you guys are going to find it funny and you're going to enjoy it. So I'm excited to finally get it out there once I figured out how to edit in GarageBand. Um, but yeah, can't, couldn't be happier with, uh, or couldn't be more thankful for the friendship that we've had the last 20 plus years. So, um, and Connor, I'm sure you're listening. So love you, man. Thank you for coming on the podcast and I hope you guys enjoy and thank you. Hello, I'm chilling here with my best friend in the entire world, and Connor Parrish, Connor, say hello. Hello. <laughs> you... Alright, this is just funny, because what the fuck are we doing recording a podcast in my basement? It's just weird.
1: What's even more weird is that our two fiancés, both named Alyssa, are sitting here um, staring at us and laughing
0: at every word. I know, honestly, their presence is making me even more uncomfortable, (laughs) but I'm just kidding. They're both very supportive, and this is going to be okay. We're going to come out of this all right. All right, so, first question, well, we'll just start this off, like, give some background on your adventure life.
1: Background on my adventure life? Yeah. Well
0: just some background on your relationship to the outdoors I guess okay and then we can talk about some stories that were maybe monumental in both of our lives sure
1: well I think it all goes back I mean I I'm sure uh, certainly there's more uh, adventure some people than me out there I'd probably be a little bit of a poser uh, but I would say that I, I my adventure, really kind of like my love for the outdoors and all that goes back to, uh, well, I think you've mentioned it in your podcast before, but the creek that was behind our uh, homes in the neighborhood that we both grew up in. Uh, spending all day, every day down there, getting into trouble. Uh, you know, the more I've learned and when I got to college, I realized that that was really more of like a stormwater runoff ditch than an actual, than an actual creek, um, but, yeah, who knows what we exposed ourselves to, but, yeah, I mean, really just being outside all day, um, exploring in that just raw, um, really the freedom of just going out and, you know, thinking we're in the wilderness when really it's, you know, a stormwater runoff ditch, but there was animals there, there were frogs, crawdads, snakes, um, snapping turtles all that so i mean it certainly felt uh wild to me and that's really what started it all and then now i live in colorado so um certainly i my backyard is really anything from an adventure standpoint that i could 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 want or possibly ever imagine so whether it's fly fishing hiking trail running biking uh I can be there in 10-15 minutes from my front door so it's it's hard to beat that
0: yeah i'd be lying if i said i wasn't jealous about that but okay so what was your first time going to the mountains because i know that you out of like our friend group growing up so i guess a little bit of background here connor and i have been best friends since kindergarten We were neighbors when we were that age, and we played in the same creek and walked through the same woods every day after school, so on and so on. you
1: just chime in right for a second? We were exactly as cool as we sound.
0: Yeah. We were fucking losers. Um, (laughs) We were the leaders of a club, the Creek Kid Club.
1: That consisted of us and our little brothers.
0: If you want to talk about something that got us laid... It was that. No, I'm just kidding. But it was a good time. I had fun. It was awesome. And do everything. But how, how old were you when you first went to... Weren't we still in high school when you first went to Colorado?
1: Yeah, I think I was 13 or 14, so right around freshman year, maybe 8th grade. Uh, my family took a ski trip out to Colorado. Um, first time ever seeing the mountains. Uh, obviously... By that time, I knew I enjoyed being outside and kind of all the, the outdoor activities. So the prospect of going to the mountains was just amazing. And when I got there, it just lived up to the expectations. Uh, learned to snowboard that trip and, and really just completely fell in love with Colorado and the lifestyle of being there and in the mountains. Uh, and really from that point on, I was motivated to to make it out to Colorado fortunate enough uh, when I graduated from college to, to have an opportunity to move out there. So, um, yeah, my 13-year-old self is ecstatic at that, and I still am, so I'm glad that it's lived up to the hype.
0: Oh yeah. Can I just say, Alyssa, you're welcome for the founding of the Creek Kid Club, because really that helped everything come full circle. And now your engagement, yeah, so I just want to take credit for that, live on air. Um, we're not live, I don't know why the fuck I said that. But anyway, okay, so <laughs> doing those first mountain trips and you know, who doesn't have that experience when they see the mountains that they're just like, Oh my god. Um but you and I both had a love for animals and there is I think what we would both probably call the more, most formative trip in our young lives when we went to Yellowstone for the first time, so I thought that might be... I've talked about it by myself on the podcast, on which was quite the lonely endeavor. Episodes, huh?
1: On about at least three episodes, you referenced it. Yeah,
0: I've referenced it. But now I. this is the first time I've had another member of that trip on here.
1: We're really missing the... leader of the trip Nick
0: yeah the motivator Um,
1: the driving force behind all the activities that we did
0: if there's a guy that's going to get you to sleep in (laughs) it's (laughs) him.
1: although I did have one of the funniest moments in my life with Ethan on that trip (laughs) dude you can't (laughs) tell that I can't get into too many details here but
0: oh uh, fuck me (laughs) No, don't. I just won't <laughs> upload it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, I'm getting the, well, from the fiancés, I'm getting the yes, keep telling it. And from Ethan, I'm getting a stink eye. And from myself, I know that uh, I definitely can't tell it. But there's just know that some, some things happened. Ethan was embarrassed.
0: I'll tell it on the last episode of this podcast ever. I laughed my ass off. Um,
1: and Nick
0: was sleeping. Sounds about right. Okay, so how how did we even go about saying we were going to go on that trip? I don't even remember. Was it just random?
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't remember the origin of that trip either. It just kind of really where it snaps into focus for me is like right, really the, the day or two before we left when we were kind of planning how we were going to get there, the time frame, and we decided we were going to. Like, I worked uh, that summer as a bar back at a bar in Liberty, and the day we wanted to leave, I had to work. So we decided that, uh, and I got off at bar close at uh, 2 in the morning, so we decided to leave at 2 in the morning. Uh, They were going to pick me up from work, and we just went straight uh, from the bar to uh, Badlands National Park, South Dakota, and then on to Rapid City um, from there. And really, it just, it triggered really one of the best weeks ever Um, yeah i wouldn't say that we roughed it that trip per se but it was a good not even uh, a (laughs) a good introduction to it was a happy median, let's say i mean i'm not sure yeah had we gone with the intentions of backpacking or or camping we probably would have been completely in over our heads uh you certainly would have been terrified of bears the entire time
0: fuck Um, off but
1: we were fortunate enough to have a nice hotel in Rapid City and then a, a really nice cabin um, in West Yellowstone. So, uh, on one hand, it was fantastic. We had comfortable beds, although I had the cot. Um, Nick and Ethan had the actual beds. That was kind of bullshit. But uh, Okay, it wasn't bullshit that I had the actual bed. All right, Ethan's mom funded this, so he should have had a bed, but fuck Nick. Yeah. Um...
0: Well, he's sleep apnea.
1: Okay. <laughs> but, anyways, you know, I mean, it was West Yellowstone was awesome. It's maybe a little touristy, but uh, fun fact from that trip is uh, I used to be the guy who hated and never wore hats.
0: <laughs> Here we go. Literally this never wore a hat in my life. Yeah.
1: And we went to uh, Blue Ribbon Flies, a fly fishing shop in West Yellowstone, Montana. I wanted to go there. I've always been. Uh, interested in uh, like sustainable businesses and Patagonia has always been a um, really important business to me just from obviously I enjoy their products and their clothing but beyond that the message that they stand for and the business that they were able to build and so at that time I had just been reading everything I possibly could about about Patagonia, uh, 1% for the Planet, which is a organization they helped found where they give 1% of their sales to environmental organizations. Uh, The co-founding organization with that was Blue Ribbon Flies in West Yellowstone, Montana. So I knew that I had to go to this fly fishing shop and um, we went there and it, you know, of course, like any fly fishing shop, it was fantastic. But you get in and I realized, well, First of all, I'm not a fly fisherman, so at the time, now I'd
0: probably beg to differ. Yeah, but can I just say like when we walked in there, I don't know if I've ever like felt like a bigger asshole because I had no idea what anything was.
1: Oh I mean, we walked in like so excited to be at Blue Ribbon Flies, like Yeah. Like these guys it's like they're probably like, How do these guys even know Blue Ribbon Flies? We walk in nerds. Just yeah. total total nerds walk in and everything's like $400. And I want to support the business. So I found uh, a Patagonia hat, of course. Had to support Patagonia. Um, Bought a hat, put it on. Felt like a fool the rest of the trip. I was so uncomfortable wearing a hat. Uh, But since this day, or since that day, I've pretty much worn a hat anytime I'm not working. So that's a pivotal moment in this life.
0: Yeah. Well, and Connor and I both bought hats that day. And now these hats, actually, speaking of the Alyssa squared here, those hats (laughs) have like a significant thing in our relationships as being the most disgusting, hated pieces of clothing we have.
1: Yeah, I just moved and the hat was fortunate to make the move
0: yeah like I have to hide mine it's it is so like sweaty and nasty though that it's like in a permanent like
1: at least once a month I get dressed and ready to go Alyssa and I like going to breweries yeah I get dressed and alright we're gonna go out like I make my outfit debut and at least once once a month I try and slip in this hat to wear (laughs) and every time I get change your hat. And I do because I'm pretty whipped.
0: <laughs> Who's not? But um
1: I mean, let's just call it as it as it
0: is. Okay, but what is the story where the four of us were out to dinner in Boulder and we were both wearing those hats? Tell that story. It's fucking hilarious. Uh Well, it's a pretty it's
1: a pretty quick story. I you called, you're in Boulder, uh, you and Alyssa were there, and you wanted to meet up for dinner. Um, literally, the only time I'm allowed to wear this hat when I make my outfit debut is I can make the claim that Ethan's in town, this is a special hat to the relationship. We got him in on our Yellowstone trip. Please let me wear it. <laughs> it's, I, I'm being dramatic, really, on the whole, you know, That piece, but
0: you're uh, painting a great picture. I'm painting a a great picture.
1: It's a saving Silverman situation. It's fine. Uh,
0: I've said much worse.
1: No, but anyways, it's fine. (laughs) Alyssa's fantastic. She lets me wear what I want most of the time. And, uh, anyways, but this night I got to wear my uh, Patagonia fly fishing hat. Um, It has a tarpon on it, it's a saltwater fly fishing hat. Didn't know that when I bought it found out about three years later, um, show up and it came up on the car ride over. She's like, I can't believe you're wearing the hat. I'm like, I'm telling you, this is like me and Ethan Stang Love this hat. Like he's gonna really respect it. Um, we turned the corner walking into the bar and coincidentally Ethan and Alyssa were walking in. You two were walking in and uh, I see you. First thing I see is you're wearing your hat and both of us noticed it at the same time. And we just freaked out. I mean, talk about friendship.
0: It's the epitome. And then at dinner, there was a conversation with a waiter. Do you remember that?
1: This guy was like, oh, do you guys fly fish? And at the time, and really still now, the answer's most accurately no. But you know we we've been we own fly rods (laughs) we've done it we've bought stuff at a fly shop so yeah we fly fish we got the hats, but anyways like the 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 hats had been a topic, the Alyssas were making fun of us all night. You don't even fly fish. Well, blah blah blah, and then the waiter walks up and goes, "Dude, you guys fly fish?" And we're caught. I mean, we're caught. We're absolutely caught. Yeah, man, we fly fish. And then he starts asking us questions we don't know the answer to. And then he quickly catches on that we don't fly fish, or at least not very often and not very well. And he then kind of turns into kind of a bit of an asshole about it and starts showing, (laughs) like, oh, look at this fucking football trout I caught. Look how fat it is. Look how huge this guy is. It's like, all right, sweet, dude, we get it. You actually fly fish, and we shouldn't be wearing these hats. But you don't know the background, so maybe he'll listen to this podcast and understand. Like, wow, I was kind of an asshole that night, but <laughs> maybe not.
0: Maybe not. We'll 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 do our best.
1: Yeah, I'm getting a signal. I've got to pass the wine.
0: You guys don't want the bourbon? No. Okay. Next question. Even though it's probably pretty obvious we did not almost zero to no preparation for this podcast. So you're going to be hammered, dude. Yeah. OK. So Okay, you've lived out in Colorado in the last three years, four, four years, years yeah. four years. OK, so four
1: years on January 1st.
0: Damn. So minus our trip to Mount Blanco, what do you Rate the Blanca Peak, Peak. I think. Either way, um, your name your top three, I guess, for us, most formative um, experiences out in Colorado. Most formative experiences
1: in Colorado, yeah. Well, well, I mean, in terms of just sheer adventure. Blanca is definitely number one. We won't really get into that uh, yeah. on this podcast. We've got to wait for our fellow. Uh,
0: you can do another three besides that one.
1: Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying that one is ridiculous. Uh, also, that summer, Will uh, and I did uh, Mount of the Holy Cross. That certainly uh, kind of jumps to mind. Yeah. Um, at that point in time, we were feeling a little bit confident. Like, okay, we can do these backpack backpacking trips, 14ers. Also started that a little bit later, at least to go make camp. Um, The thing about Mount of the Holy Cross is you have to climb a a pass, I think it's Half Moon Pass. Uh, That's the first part of the the hike, and then you descend back down like 2,000 feet um, into a valley before then really starting the 14er. So you climb up and down twice, and it's horrendous. But we, you know, we, we ended up getting in at eleven o'clock that night. Um, every backcountry camp spot was taken, which was rough, and everyone was asleep, so we couldn't ask to share. So we just made a our site right off the trail, right there. Um, slept for about three hours. Woke up, I think three three thirty, and actually went to make the, I guess, summit bid or whatever, which makes it sound a lot more aggressive and badass than it was. But, you know, we we ended up hiking for a couple hours under just, it was pitch black, it was just two of us. Uh, We were the first ones out on the mountain. Uh, I saw about five shooting stars. I mean, the wilderness area that we were at, it was just completely secluded. There's no light pollution. there's something to be said about starting that early, especially post Blanca that I really yeah. appreciate, but uh, that was amazing. Got up there uh, just in time for sunrise. So we actually saw the full sunrise from the top and then, you know, made it back down, packed out, uh, packed up and uh, hiked out. Half Moon Pass was an absolute bitch the second time climbing up out of that valley. But, um, you know, that that was a fantastic trip, uh, you know, I don't know why, um, but another one that jumps to mind is whitewater rafting with my family. Uh, Something about just being on the water in the river um, in that way and just kind of experiencing the power of it. There's something amazing about that. Um, And then, I mean, there's so many, it's hard to specifically say. But realistically, probably the first time I caught a trout on a fly rod, again, we're going to go back to the fact that we're poser, fly fishermen, but it has happened before. And the first time it's just amazing. You don't even really realize until it happens, like the sensation and even a small trout feels, it's just so much different than, than catching something on, you know, like traditional uh, spin caster at the lake of the Ozarks or whatever. So, so that's something that's always stuck with me as well.
0: Yeah. Okay. What about uh, Albert?
1: Albert was. <laughs> Albert was awesome too. Actually, um, the thing I don't like about Albert is that we did not make it. To the top. I'm telling myself we were a couple hundred yards, but realistically we were probably like half a mile. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that that was another trip. I mean, you, me, Detzel, and uh, and Doug Little, who has been on this podcast as well. Um, Detzel was wearing Doug's wife's jacket because he didn't come prepared at all, which is kind of a trend. That was the funniest. It is a trend. It's like a. Blanca, he didn't bring a raincoat for a backcountry camping trip.
0: Uh, Him and I did Rocky Mountain National Park in the winter, and he brought Clarks as his shoes.
1: (laughs) So anyways, he was wearing Libby. um, Libby's form-fitted Patagonia down jacket. um, Wore it well, I must add. But that one that was kind of a wake-up call. I'd done a few 14ers uh, back in high school, um, but this was my first one that I had attempted since since moving to Colorado. And I guess I had forgotten how challenging they were, but, I mean, we were out. Yeah. We were crawling up that thing, and we were saved by the blizzard at the summit that made us turn around. I mean... Literally, I'm not sure I could have gone further.
0: Little had, like, explicitly said, he was like, yeah, I'm just going to chill right here and you guys go.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was just so much harder than I remembered. And, again, it was a good wake-up call. And, of course, since then, we've now successfully done it. Well, I have. and uh, You did Albert again? Not Albert, but 14ers in general. Yeah. Um, you you think oh, okay this is a hike it's not really a hike it's it's a lot more demanding than a traditional day hike so yeah. um, we probably you know drank too much the night before we we did all the things wrong and then I know the two of us definitely had altitude sickness on the way up and that was no fun as you're continuing yeah. to go higher but uh, I mean now of course those kind of trips where you were miserable you look back on and remember those way more than the ones where nothing happened or nothing went wrong so i I look back on it fondly and i wouldn't change anything but um man that was a tough day
0: yeah that's for sure um so we are like the one time we're on a time crunch but okay so we're running a little bit short on time so going into twenty nineteen, I know both you and I have a lot of demands with careers and things of that nature and gonna be traveling a lot for other circumstances and we got Alyssa Squared, you know, keeping us in check all the time. Oh, and a wedding. We both have weddings. Shit. Well that just looks bad, right? That's for
1: instance kindergarten. <laughs> Both engaged to a girl named Alyssa, spelled differently, I might add. So
0: weddings, it's not that one weird. One month apart. Yeah. It's a fairy tale. It is a fairy tale. Really, our weddings are more about Connor and I now than about you guys. <laughs> at all.
1: I call you more than I call Alyssa.
0: That's one hundred percent true. We talk on the phone like every day.
1: Sometimes two or three times a day. <laughs>
0: Well, listeners, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Okay, so what are uh, some of the things you want to get accomplished in 2019 in terms of, like, any hikes or destinations or anything like that that you want to do?
1: Yeah, I mean, 2018 was, a, I would say, a bad year for me in terms of some of the things that I really enjoy doing out there. I didn't get to do any 14ers or backcountry camping. Uh, Alyssa and I just bought a rooftop tent. Um, for the car, so I really want to get out in some wilderness areas and uh, find some spots to kind of put that and explore the area, hike and hang out and enjoy the rooftop tent so, I mean that that's on the more chill side, like I just want to spend more time in general out uh, Alyssa and I have both talked about having next summer be kind of a big summer for us in terms of getting more into fly fishing, I know she's super interested in learning um, and I'd be crazy not to take that up and to really (laughs) kind of push that. So, (coughs) excuse me. Um, Really excited about that. I think the rooftop tent, being able to go find hopefully some remote rivers and all that um, that don't have a lot of pressure. So that's really my main thing is find some spots. Jeez. (laughs) Excuse me. Just
0: uh, have a whiskey. Yeah. No. Find
1: some spots to uh, really put that and then explore and and fish with her that's probably uh, priority number one Um, in terms of travel um, I think it's gonna be a busy year with not just our weddings but a few other weddings Um, I'd like to go visit Charlie in Costa Rica this spring yeah Uh, certainly there's tons of outdoor activities and adventure there Um, love to would love to surf with him in Tamarindo maybe explore the rainforest volcano all that type of stuff that's there Um, but, yeah, I mean, just in general, I'd, I'd like to get back to prioritizing time out in the wilderness with those around me, the people that I just want to spend time with. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think that 2019 will be a better year for it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that I have anything specific. It's just kind of those general... Uh, themes of let's get out, let's find a spot for the rooftop tent that we like to be at that's maybe not crowded, doesn't have a lot of pressure, and we're not, you know, fighting for campground space, uh, but also has um, a lot of potential from a fishing standpoint.
0: Awesome. Well, that's good. Hey, Alyssa, that's got to make you feel great that his adventures center around you. <laughs> Super great. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> fuck. I had a next question. All right. So, okay. Great answer to close this out. Sorry. That was awkward as fuck. Cause I forgot. Um, all right. To close this out, what is the funniest thing that has ever happened to you while in the outdoors?
1: You put me on the spot with this with no time to think about it.
0: I feel like I got I got a top three for me running in my head. Oh man.
1: Can I say one that I wasn't present for? Yeah. Without a doubt the video of you falling in Alaska.
0: Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair.
1: I watched it today actually.
0: Did you really? Yes. Did you show Jimmy that? Is no, that how that came up? Jimmy. Uh, you just watched it?
1: I just watched it. I watched the one on Alyssa's Snapchat story of you in the rock gym, the climbing gym, and then I was like, you know what, i got to go watch the Alaska
0: Can I just beach say beach. that I would have totally crushed that Alaska one, you know, so now? Just
1: listeners, for a little bit of context, um, I think Ethan, at this time on this trip, he, might, he can correct me if I was wrong. Was taking a rock climbing class in college, or had just taken one.
0: I did, just finish one. He had yeah. literally
1: just maybe got, apparently a like maybe a D. I
0: got an A, bro. Uh,
1: he got an A. Questionable grading there at Northwest, but uh, <laughs> as evidenced by the fact that you're in Alaska, you see this mossy, wet rock wall that you think would be you know what that's probably a great place to demonstrate my skills you get about I don't know somehow Noah had the uh, foresight to to film this Um, maybe it was obvious but anyways (laughs) I'm glad that he did it Um, you start climbing slowly you get about, I don't know, it's hard to say I wasn't there, but I would guess 20 to 30 feet off the ground. I mean, high enough that it
0: really it, it,
1: it, it's like five plus of your body lengths. So I was counting it today when I was watching, just trying to get a sense for how high you were. You get to this spot that it's darker, so maybe it's wet with moss, water, whatever. And you decide to, like, cross your legs somehow, like you the foothold foot that you wanted was to your right, but your right foot was holding your weight, so you decide to use your left foot on the hold, which they probably taught you in class. Um, turns out what you cross your foot to put your weight on to then switch your right foot wasn't a great hold. Didn't hold your weight. And suddenly you're falling arms extended above your head just trying to grab onto something but of course there's nothing to grab onto and you just splatter on the ground like a sack of potatoes and it's funny now because you're alive you didn't get hurt and i've seen you do that about four times all while doing a freaking rock climbing class that should have taught you better. And that's not even close the funniest thing I've probably seen in the outdoors.
0: Okay. It's fair. What about you? If I look back, the funniest moment period like that I will forever look back on and just laugh my ass off is um when we were in Yellowstone and okay just like almost anything that involved Nick but it's the last day we go to Lamar valley in the morning so we have enough time and we're trying to see a wolf and my we're favorite there animal, by the way huh my favorite animal
1: yeah Connor's desperate. favorite animal desperate
0: yeah it's like it's literally just our last shot like we're just just that's all we want out of the end of the trip. And we're there. We're at Lamar Valley. We're witnessing this beautiful female gray wolf come down from the mountains into the valley. And we're just watching it with my binoculars. And then, you know, we just keep watching. She catches a ground squirrel, doing you know, just being majestic as hell. We're just... <laughs> You know just reveling in the moment or at least connor and i am and then all of a sudden nick is like i'm hungry can we go and it was it had to have been the just most what the fuck moment ever who ever is like i need a bar from the gas station well
1: first of all nick was pissed and grumpy the whole time like he was the whole trip the day before we made him do like a 16 mile hike wasn't happy, wasn't thrilled, and then we're like, oh, by the way, Nick, uh, we're gonna wake up at four tomorrow morning to go Wolf Watch in Lamar Valley. Okay, great. The wolf comes. We're ecstatic, we're trading binoculars. Um, Nick's I you turn. you were gonna
0: fucking bring this up.
1: Nick's turn for the binoculars comes up and the wolf starts to leave. Ethan panics doesn't give Nick the binoculars for his turn and just watches the wolf walk off into the horizon. And so Nick's sitting there, basically like, first of all, I didn't want to come. (laughs) Second of all, wow, I can't believe a wolf actually came. That's amazing. Third of all, Ethan, go fuck yourself because I didn't get a look at it in the binoculars. I'm hungry, let's leave.
0: Yeah. He was trying to get us to go before... It went off.
1: All right, first. he was he was trying to get to go, but like the straw that broke the camel's back, and then Nick really lost his shit. Was Ethan not sharing the binoculars? That I was were not his binoculars. That were his binoculars. I was cars.
0: not gonna share that particular piece.
1: But if you're not grateful about what you're seeing, then you don't deserve the
0: binoculars. That's what I'm saying. All he wanted was like a he goes, Nature you a Valley's bar? granola bar. Uh, Connor, do you have any closing comments for our our not large but loyal audience here on the Humble Adventures podcast?
1: Two of them are now going to have to listen twice. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, not really. Just keep listening. Go check out Casey Coffee Collective, uh, yeah. a new startup by uh, Ethan and my friend Ross. And, uh, you know, they're doing great work, really spreading the word about local coffee here in Kansas City, Um, and just continue to uh, live humbly.
0: That was the worst ending (laughs) ever (laughs) to a podcast. I don't even think that adds anything valuable. Um. Anyway. Shout uh, out to your company. Sorry for the fucking free marketing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, and uh, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I haven't done a fake ad in a little bit, so I just wanted to do one. Um, all right. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate you. I'm sure it won't be the last time. I'm gonna do an outro anyway, so okay. I'm just g-